Hola. Welcome to episode 46 of Word to Your Mama. And welcome, if you're listening to this on the on September 30th, then it's International Podcasting Day. That is why we release this episode later in the week. We usually do it every Monday, but we did it on the day to celebrate International Podcasting Day. Also, it's the final day of the month, so we're wrapping up our one-year anniversary month. That is correct. Since September last year, in the thick of the pandemic, we started this, and we're still here. Today's guest is Rocka Taylor. He is the supernatural birth papa bear, and he happens to be my husband. Blech. I hate that word. I hate saying it. So let's say he's my partner. Let's, 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 that, that kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit better, a little easier, if you will. This special episode has been in the works for a long time. He agreed to do it because it's his son, the supernatural bear, and we're here. <laughs> it finally went down. And let me just say that to prep for this, we had to drink a little bit of whiskey. We had to try to get a little loosey-goosey. And maybe some parts were a little too loosey-goosey and it got a little real. But you know what? I'm all about rough, rugged, and raw. And I did not edit it out. It's in there, folks. It is in there. <laughs> so have fun listening to Rocket Taylor. He is part of one-third of Dilated Peoples. If you're not knowing, it's a hip-hop group that's from L.A. Been around for a long time. 2020 was their 20th year anniversary for their first album. Um, and he's a man of, of, uh, of many things. He's a creative. He was a prodigy when he was young. I mean, he, you know, child prodigy started reading at a really young age. I mean, he's very intelligent. I mean, I'm just not rolling with just anybody folks. And this is a little bit of a different in interview because he goes on, you know, shows or any type of interview on print or whatever, what have you. And it's always about music and da 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 we we touch upon those things but the questions get a little bit little personal and we trying to change it up and you could hear <laughs> I wish you could see it but you could hear the tone that he's maybe not the most excited about it. <laughs> but he's a good sport. I'm glad he did it. After our convo you definitely have to stay tuned for the supernatural bear corner where his where the supernatural bear gets to interview his papa bear with, with two questions, two very important questions. And you can tell the difference, folks, if you listen to him and I speaking and our convo, me having to ask him questions. And then you hear his conversation with the supernatural bear. Oh, it's, you know, it's a whole nother, another vibe. But thank you so much for everyone who submitted questions. We asked on IG stories. Um, I asked personally and everyone came through. I wasn't able to get to all of them and I wasn't able to ask all of them because I just seen his face. I was like, oh yeah, no, we're not going to ask that other one. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. And let's get into it. All right, let me take another drink. Up in here. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. 
You can drink. You can drink on. Doesn't matter. Oh, I always drink during interviews when I'm going to drink during interviews. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Oh my goodness. Um. So, um, Raka, is it? That's good enough. I'll know it in a crowded room, you know, that's fine. First and foremost, how are you doing? How have you been during these pandemic times? Great. You know, crazy times. Um, but, uh, you know, we lived a crazy life, so... It's just a wild chapter. And do you see it's ending anytime soon? Uh, I don't know <laughs> if there's if there's going to be an end to, to something like this. I mean, um, I think that there's going to definitely be adjustments and stability. Um, people are going to find like their footing, but I don't think there's going to be an end. Um, I think it's like a. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah I, don't, I don't see an end to it. All right. Well, you know, also let me just start off by saying thank you for doing this. I know thank your you son coerced you. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on the year. Gracias. Muchísimas gracias. Thank mm, you for your de help. Nada, de nada, de nada. And your support. Mm. Um, let's get into, if someone were to meet you today, on the street and I had no idea I've never heard of dilated and they say what what do you do how do you answer that um I usually just say that I'm in brand or creative like I do creative work I try to stay as vague as possible mm-hmm. I don't particularly like engaging with people or people reaching speaking to me <laughs> so the truth <laughs> is out <laughs> You know, as little as possible. Either they get bored or they they pick up the hint and they just keep it pushing. That's best. Oh, evidence is here. This is the evidence right here. I've mm. been telling peeps. Mm. But there it is. You said it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now it just depends on like the, the the context, who's asking, you know, you know, what's going on at the time, but I've done enough things where I have enough and interesting things to lead with and I can kind of organize everything. I've always seen myself as somebody that does a lot of different things. So, well, I don't have to see my, that I've always been someone that does a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, so being able to describe myself for any setting is the same, but I mean, at different times, I'm, you know, I'm more focused on, on different things. I'm, I, I'm just more of a creative, I guess, general creative, general creative. Yeah. yeah. So you've been, like even back in the days, dilated times, you've always been a creative. Not just an MC, you've been a lot of different things. Because you guys started graph writers. Yeah, we started as graph writers. Evan and I met at a graffiti yard called Motor Yard in L.A. Um, on the west side of L.A. And um, that kind of that was a kind of a constant theme like or at least like a sub theme throughout our career because that's the world we kind of came up in that's the those are the lens that's 
kind of the the lens that we saw hip hop through more than anything was hip hop through the through the eyes of, of graffiti artists. So, you know, our perspective was a little bit different when coming in, maybe as a rapper or as a dancer, or as a DJ or anything else. You know, graffiti perspective is different, um, and we brought brought a lot of that with us. And plus, we still chill with most of the same people that we knew back then. A lot of the same people that that are in our respective crews or that were just in the scene are still people that, you know, if we did go out or if we do go out, those are the people we see and we're still cool with. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what, what do you think's changed? Um, if anything, perspective, outlook, anything of since the pandemic for you, because if people may or may not know 2020 was the anniversary <clears throat> first album. Right. And you guys were going to tour. That wasn't going to happen. So how did that shift happen for you? Um, I mean, there were, it's a lot of moving parts. Obviously, um, there's a global pandemic. Um, there's a global recession. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe depression. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, on a personal level, everybody's lives are kind of turned upside down uh, for us obviously being musicians um that was not at the top of the list of essential things to to make happen and it was also even looked at as like maybe even problematic so there wasn't a lot of opportunity for people who already who weren't already in the digital space to make up that ground unless they could pivot quickly or if they had a base that could kind of follow follow with them but um it was it was kind of a crazy time um you know there's a there's a contract there's a clause in most contracts it's called force majeure acts of god it's like you know if there's a, a crazy uh you know earthquake or if there's a this or there's a that or you know, whatever, like just things beyond the norm, then then the contract can be, um, you know, if it's a natural disaster, things like that, uh, or pandemic, you know, <laughs> like things, um, things like that can, they'll void the contract and not have to uh, give up the the deposits because it's it's beyond the control of the promoter. It's something beyond business. So, um. Please believe that was a little tiny thing that's at the end of most contracts that most people just kind of glanced over really quick that all of a sudden became probably one of the most important clauses yeah. in contracts in, in, in business, in the entertainment business at least. But uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. Um, but uh, I think it's different people feel it in different ways. I guess it's kind of, the, you know, a lot of it is a lot of how hard it hit is tied into how um, locked in you were with things on the day to day, like how much you kind of moved around and flowed with the, you know, the natural flow of society on the day to day. You know, for us, I, I've, I've, we've kind of cluttered outside the lines for a long time. So um, I don't feel it as often, but when I do feel it, it's, it's pretty crazy to think about all the stuff that's, that's uh, been happening. Got it. So, you know, this is a very unique <laughs> convo. I feel if I had to come up with stuff to talk about, 
people when you do these interviews you've been doing some during the pandemic video audio it's the same thing. It's like, how'd you get started? Da, 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 all the music stuff. But this one's going to be a little different. And how is right. it going to be a little different, you might ask, Raka? <laughs> We're going to go immediately to the questions and comments from the audience. Right. Now, I may or, we may or may not get to all of them because a grippy people had a grip of questions. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, first one. Any artists or types of art you're currently into? The medium of those arts doesn't matter. Um, this is from my godson, a former guest, our word to your mama, Mariano Sepulveda. Hmm. Shout out to Mariano. Big up all the Dominican masses and crew. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, let me see. Who am I listening to? Um, well, what is her name? Cinta Vidal is like a, a, a painter that's really, really cool. Probably, I might be pronouncing it wrong, but um, it almost reminds me of like an, like an, almost like an Escher with a, like multiple, almost like an MC Escher type mm. flow to it, uh, to what. What goes goes on uh, like that a lot. Um. Ah oh man, I hate being put on the spot. That's my my nephew Nico Beats. <laughs> uh, who else is really ill? Nico uh, Beats, who produced the intro to "Word to Your Mama." Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Nico Beats. Um, uh, who else is nice? Um. I like, uh, let me see, there's some some kids that are spitters, like um, AK the Pharaoh or Mad Squabbles. Um, there are people like uh, Misfit Soto out here, Annie Means. There's just a lot of people. I don't know. I, I could start naming people. Um, but, yeah, it's, a, it's a, lot of, a lot of talent, a lot of talent out these days. Um, but... Uh, I don't really, I don't really, you know, I'm not really too locked in, but to be honest, like as far as like names and stuff are concerned, like I hear mixes and I hear pe certain people that I think have some nice flow and that they're doing it, you know, the way that uh, I like it done. And then there's other people that are doing different things and I'm cool with that too. Okay. Another question from Mariano is any words for the Utes, for the Utes? The Utes. Um... Yeah, um, it's in a it's in business's best interest to turn life into a popularity contest, and that only really works if you buy into that if you buy into that model. Um, take the time to really take life in, explore life, enjoy life. Um, don't let other people tell you. where your ceiling is and where your walls are. Um, mm. Listen, be respectful, and understand that some people have wisdom to impart and they can really give you some, some bars that could be very helpful, but don't just exist as wet clay for the purpose of being accepted. I'd probably say that's probably the right yes. way to do it. Don't. Words of wisdom, for sure. Okay. Speaking of our nephew, Nico Beats, <laughs> he asks, 
How have your experiences of touring the wo- touring and traveling the world shaped your perspective, outlook on life? And what is the most one of the most important things you've learned from those experiences? Uh, I mean, just traveling, you're going to get a different perspective because you're around different cultures. Um, you're down around different paces, uh, different ways of doing things. So you get a chance to really see the common denominators, you know, the similarities as well as the differences. Um, you know, you travel, you turn on the TV or whatever, and you're watching the news and you get a different perspective on some of the same events that that you may have seen um, being discussed in the States differently. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the more you travel, the more you realize it's a big world and you start to understand how um, targeted advertising and messaging and media in general is and how they can really make, especially in America, make, uh, you know, make, make it a situation where you feel like it's, the rest of the world is not at the same level or is in a different place and everything revolves around you. So yeah, as you travel, you start to realize that it's a, it's a, it's a big world with plenty to offer. And uh, the more open-minded you are, the more you'll be able to get from it. Let's go to another question. Mm. When COVID lets up more, do you plan to do any more international touring? And if so, do you have any plans on having your younger brother the good-looking buff one that wrote almost the best-selling Pixie Poochie in the Pepidemic children's book series <laughs> link up with you in Europe, especially if you go to Amsterdam, but also if you go to Asia or pretty much anywhere overseas, including South America, which is which isn't technically overseas because it is connected by the land known as Central America. <laughs> and that is by your one of your younger brothers, Bib, who was also a guest here, a word to your mama. Uh, Big J, you mean? Yes, <laughs> Big J. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking next time I go out, I'm going to need like a, like a proper blend of um, someone that has um, nautical skills, ah. um, that's buff, and that has uh, a, a mind for numbers, ah. mathematics, and accounting. So when that happens, yeah, I, w- I was trying to figure out who that person was, but then it, as you just wrote in with that, with and, and sent that, that question in, it occurred to me that it could be you. So work on your passport. We might be headed to Amsterdam or Asia or other places across seas, including South America, which isn't across seas because it's connected by <laughs> Central America. Perfecto. And one last question from Big J. Staying competitive in these dynamic times means having the right technology at work for your small or medium-sized business. Whether your goal is to grow, downsize, or modernize, Panoply BPO provides the right combination of tools, support, and affordability necessary to make it a reality. Visit panoplybpo.com. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y-B-P-O.com to schedule your no-obligation consultation today. Mention WTYM and get your 13th month of service for free. Panoplybpo.com. There is a better way.
uh, how come Buddy never had to stay up and do homework with us? <laughs> you know, um, that's a great question. That is actually a great question because we sure did have to stay up and do a lot of homework. Um, you know, we might have to do. We might have to um, interview um, someone else about that. The person who was making us do the homework at the time. Um, yes. Shout out to Ani. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. But that's a great question. <laughs> as I think about it, that's a great question. <laughs> Nothing but love, brotherly love. <laughs> okay. Um, next one's by someone else. It says, Liz, I think this is a comment first. One thing I love and appreciate about the way Rocco raps is that he always opens up to the listener to think deeper, opens up the listener, sorry, excuse me, to think deeper about themselves, society, and humanity. If he hadn't heard it before, he should know that he has had a positive impact on the world and has caused change. Thank you for being a soldier of good in the world. And his question is, what is your earliest childhood memory of when you fell in love with music? This is from Dave Dice Gilmore, also a previous guest on Word to Your Mama. Dice. That's a cool cat, man. <laughs> Um, what's up, Dave? Um, <laughs> my earliest memory. Well, it, it's hard. I was, I was, I'm a preacher's kid, so I was raised in church. So music was like always there. It was just like a part of of what it was. Um, but hmm, maybe uh, hearing. I remember I remember hearing um it was around the same time it was two it was two record it was a it was a it was a Jackson 5 a Jackson 5 greatest hits compilation and I was like a little kid and I remember listening to it one day on the way to school and just being like in awe of the being in awe of the of the layers and the harmonies and the structure and everything else and only heard like a few songs on the way but then I ended up seeing the record at a friend's house later and listening you know like a couple years later and like listening to the whole thing and catching that same feeling again um and then maybe also like around like the sixth grade or something I don't know why but it was this Def Leppard Pyromania record <laughs> yeah Pyromania from Def Leppard. I mean, there's like Jay Giles band and all this. There are all these records that were happening at the time. Um, <laughs> there was a radio station called Mighty Six Ninety that the we were listening to. So we, but at the time, you know, we were listening to like Mo Motown, and then we would listen to Hall and Oates and yes. reggae music, and so you know, classic Beatles. It was all kind of stuff going on at the house. So. Um, there was no, there wasn't just one type of music, and then we were, like I said, a church family too. So there was always gospel music and like jam sessions, or pianos and jam sessions and stuff at the house. So it was, it was kind of a, a musical household. So I don't, I don't remember the, the exact moment, but I do remember that was the first album, like the first time I sat there and listened to something and started analyzing it for something more than just like, oh, it's a, it's music. Like I remember hearing yeah. something and thinking like, oh, there's something. Special. I mean, it probably helped that it was a Jackson Five Greatest Hits album, so there was no misses. You know what I mean? Yeah. But still, yeah. Nice. 
Okay, this question comes from an another brother, younger brother. Describe God. This is from Ramses. Shout out to Ramses. Um describe God. I think Ramses was gonna come with something something <laughs> like this. Um I don't know. I mean I'm I think I think like even the concept of description is smaller than what I would consider God to be. Mm. So, but if I had to describe God, it would be um, um, beginning and potential. Must not he didn't like that already. We already should have. All right, my bad. I'm He's sure. Like, okay. Start again. Yeah. Um, it's like beginning, huh? No, no. Um, I would say it's just you know, um, like it. God is 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 pure. Is pure potential for mm -hmm. life, for greatness, for expansion, and um, I think that that energy, that essence, is the thing that curses through everything that's uh, courses through everything that's alive mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean that's you know i would say you know if i had to try to find some words i mean i you know without being um trying to get academic about it i guess i mean it would be just like pure energy and potential and um opportunity um to maintain that in a positive track Okay, there it is, Ramses. Okay, next one. Quick rundown of your home studio. This is by DJ Kingpin, a.k.a. B, Brian Hill. Home studio rundown, huh? Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. What kind of mic do we have here? <laughs> uh, I forget the name of it. I don't have it at the ready. Uh... Yeah, uh, expensive, <laughs> expensive microphone. Um, what is it, AKG? I think. No. I yeah, something like that. And then you have it hooked up to the Focus Rights. Yeah, Scarlet. Focus Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And then some expensive cables and uh, some sound deadening pillows. <laughs> some uh, jackets, if you will. Some, yeah, jackets. <laughs> T-shirts packed in nicely. <laughs> and um what else is in there uh a dining room chair maybe a dining room chair at, at the present yes a dining room chair because yeah, the little man chair. uses the the ergonomically correct office chair for for school there it is okay shout out to dj kingpin yes next one how did you two meet and was there an instant attraction from the get-go <laughs> This is from Now Now Jerome, also oh. past guest. Hey, Now Now Jerome. <laughs> the faces. The faces. <laughs> uh, I, I don't die. I think Dave. Who's Dave, say? maybe. I think Dave. Shout out to Dave. I'm going to give Dave the glory. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> You can see his face. 
hilarious. Okay, next one. You, I think you might enjoy this one a little bit more. What is uh, the most annoying thing about Ritzy? And this is by Kano, the mild-mannered hooligan. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> she's loud. Um, Who's loud? She uh, doesn't n- always know what she said until after she hears herself say it along what with everyone else. Say it? Um, let me Propaganda. see. Um, uh, extraordinarily moody. Moans. Uh, that's, it's the moans. That's, that's probably that's probably yeah, that's all they got right now. Oh. Shout out to Kano. Shout out to uh, Kano though. Kano. We're gonna need a little bit more of this uh why don't why don't you and Kano have a show? I think you and Kano need to have a show. Okay, you heard that Kano? Let's do it. Maybe um, Kano maybe Kato is, is cool. Maybe he's found his his he's like, I'm no I'm good where I'm at. Like we you know we we talk every so often. You know, we might record <laughs> like a we don't need to really, you know, take it maybe. to that next level and <laughs> Commit to like actual time and you know. <laughs> oh yeah, you're hard to work with. That's the other thing. So maybe you know, what? Yeah, I mean we what? know you do good work. You do great work, but you're difficult oh, to work with. Shit. <laughs> I think. Did you already finish your 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 green no, spot? I'm still, I'm your green circle. Woo. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Another question by uh, the audience. Uh, what is your greatest wish for the supernatural bear? And if you could protect him from one thing, what would that one thing be? And that is from his auntie Dalen. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, my greatest wish for him would be that he's actually happy and safe. I mean, beyond that, I mean, there's so many ways I could go, but I try not to project, um, you know, architecture or whatever onto him. You know, like that's not. I mean, I don't. I don't. I just want him to be happy and be healthy and safe, be a good person. So he's already on his way to. He's already that, and he's on his way to uh, even uh, being a happier, healthier person who is going to even contribute more. So that seems to be. Uh, I think we're on, on the right track. Um, I don't know if he could get healthier than like a healthier like eight. He's pretty. That's pretty much as good as it gets, though. I think. Anyway, um, but um, and what was the other question? Um, if you could protect him from one thing, what would that be? Uh, if I could protect him from one thing, I mean, besides the obvious, which is like physical physical harm, mm-hmm. um. I would say um, I would if I had to. I don't know. Maybe some, any kind of feeling of inadequacy or inferiority that mm-hmm. he, he, you know, um, I think a lot of times that's what leads to a lot of the other problems, a lot of the other issues and and things. I mean, and a lot of times that's caused or by by something that maybe may seem relatively small and people are going through crazy things and, and, and not even people don't even realize that something small really to them was really something big to somebody else. So 
yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's that's probably it. I mean, you know, the, obviously, like I said, they're the obvious things. You know, I would love for him to not deal with racism. I would love for him to not yeah. deal with, you know, whatever, but any kind of intolerance. Um, I would love for him to not, it would be, you know, I definitely don't want him to be harmed in any way, you know, car accident. I mean, I could, the, the list of things yeah. that could happen is so long that I don't even want to think about it. But I just, you know, um, yeah, I, I would say, like, besides the obvious things, um, it would just be, like, I would want to protect him from any kind of uh, opening that would actually lead him to like a true self-doubt or like a true um, lack of self-appreciation or self-love. Okay. Follow-up question to that is, do you feel a heightened sense of responsibility as a father of color? I, I, I don't Maybe. I don't know. I guess to a certain... I mean... As a person of color, I do so. That's that's that kind of becomes a part of uh, how I live my life. Understanding, obviously, if if I'm a person of color, then my son is also a person of color, person of color. So, um, you know, and even if he wasn't, I would still have an understanding that exists in the world. But the fact that he is, I mean, there are people that are going to not like him for what he looks like. They're gonna they're gonna be people that only like him because of what he looks like. There's you know, you know it can never so. So yeah, I mean I'm 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 definitely aware of extra dynamics as a person of color and that's as a man of color as a as a father of color or whatever it is. That's just part of life. So okay, well that concludes the questions and comments from the audience. Now let's right. get into the not so rapid fire questions, the AKA slow as hell questions. Oh. <laughs> Three words to describe yourself, Rucker. Uh, um. <laughs> thrilled, so thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> three, three words to describe myself. Um. Uh. Resilient, um, mm, creative, mm, bossy, um, <laughs> irritable, <laughs> grumpy lumps for sure. <laughs> I concur. Next one. What's the best advice you received? Uh, things are usually not as good or as bad as they seem. Okay. For you, these are rapid fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> the next one song to get you hyped when you need it. Uh, there, are, there are none. <laughs> uh, uh, You're the most. <laughs> non-music listening person <laughs> in the music industry that I know. But you know what? I guess a lot of people actually that are musicians, not a, not all, but a lot, don't tend to listen to a lot of other music. I don't know. Maybe um, With the Quickness from Bad Brains or Annie Up from M.O.P. That's always a good one. That's on the list. That is... 
we just announced today that the Word to Your Mama podcast guest playlist of hype songs is available on Spotify. We have a year's worth. And that is always, that's like top song from everyone that we've had for the year. Anti up MOP. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, I mean, anything from like, I mean, I mean, Kill a Man, Cypress Hill, Jump Around, um, Public, you know, uh, Rebel Without a Bar, um, Countdown to Armageddon. I mean, there's so many, like, there's, I mean, there's so yeah. many songs, but I, if I, yeah, I would say, um, I would say, yeah, Annie Up is, Annie Up will definitely do it. It makes you want to kidnap somebody? Yeah. Kidnap yeah. that fool? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Yap one want to yap them. Yeah. <laughs> and the final question, Rocka Taylor, mm. Grumpy Lumps. Mm. What, <laughs> what will be your legacy? Mm. Um, I don't I mean, is it for me to say what my legacy is? Yeah, like what would you want your legacy to be? What do you want to leave behind? Mm. A better world and a couple of libraries, maybe a art a museum. <laughs> I don't know. Like uh no, um <laughs> I would say that uh it would be somebody that um became motivation and in some cases a soundtrack for a lot of people who are really um, focused on making positive change in the world. Um, to be able to have inspired somebody that has their hand on the controls of something that can impact society in a big way, or just understanding that much like all the stories about going back in time and anything you do can affect any little thing can make a big um, impact on the future. I think that's true right now. We're living in the time right now where any little thing can make an impact in the future. So it's not just about, you know, finding somebody who's already um, doing crazy things and just having them say, yeah, they like a record. But, you know, maybe somebody that's coming up and they, you know, they hear something that inspires them to keep pushing through or to look at something from a different perspective. Um, I think that, you know, as far as as far as the music I've made, I think that would be what it is. Um, and someone that helped build bridges, connect dots. Um, um, and also somebody that um, really appreciates the opportunity that, um, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity that I've been given. And I think that comes across in the music that we've made in the shows that we've done. And it was always a desire to really um, nurture the roots while stretching out and, and, and stretching the branches as, as far as, as we could push them. But, you know, really respecting the roots of the culture. And I think that we were able to do that in a way that, that kept it fresh um, and, you know, being a cutting-edge traditionalist. So if I had to kind of wrap it all up, it would just be, you know, uh, creatively, like, cutting-edge traditionalism 
and personally just somebody that helped open people's minds and let them know that it was okay for their minds to be open. Okay, there it is, folks. Rocket Taylor, muchísimas gracias for doing this um, almost against your will. <laughs> <laughs> um, you I don't know feel the excitement, the exuberance? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I know this went down because the Supernatural Bear asked and asked and asked. Mm. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you closing out our one-year anniversary month. And that this is being released on International Podcast Day. All right. Celebrate. Celebrating you and celebrating podcasts around the world. <laughs> Gracias. Mm. Any final words for the folks? I would like to thank everybody for asking personal questions. <laughs> Um, and I would like to thank you for then transmitting those personal questions for everyone <laughs> to hear. Oh, there was more. Please believe it. <clears throat> and, I edited uh, down <laughs> for your sake. There was more, <laughs> way more than that. Woo. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, it. that's about it. I feel like we need to end this in an exciting way. Like I feel like we need to pop another little thing. Poo! Like we need to do something because it's like a, you want me to want me to add it in post right here, right now, at this part right here. I yeah. Okay. Right here. Okay. One, two, one, two three. three. Now you. How come? Why? Why, why is it when I said one, two, three? Then you came in afterwards and just said two, three. How is it gonna be one, two, three, two, three? That's not even out. See, that's what's that's what's wrong. <laughs> that's what's wrong. That's. <laughs> And now, introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Yo, everyone, I'm the Supernatural Bear, and I am here with a special guest, a.k.a. my dad. What up? <laughs> um, yeah, so if you guys didn't know, this guy right here, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, guy, mm-hmm. my dad... You're my dad, my <laughs> papa. Um, so I have two questions for you. All right. What's the Let's see if you what can the answer questions? them. What are the questions? Question one. Mm-hmm. What is your all-time favorite Transformer? Uh, my all-time favorite Transformer is Perceptor. Perceptor. He's an old-school OG Transformer, more into science, but later on he had to pick up the he had to pick up the blaster and go get busy in the field sometimes too, but he's no more for the science and I always like that. He turns into a um microscope mm. and he can in the war he scans a thermal tank mode. There it is. Boom. What about yours? Who's your all time favorite? Uh for me it would be all time favorite um Shockwave. Hmm. Nice one. I like Shockwave. He's cold. Nice one. He's emotionless. <laughs> All he feels is logic. Mm. No emotion other than logic. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yes. Shockwave superior. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next and final question of the day since my mom is behind here. 
My mom is behind you. Your lovely and talented and kind, balanced <laughs> mother is behind you. Yes. <laughs> we like to harass her a lot. <laughs> she loves trying to edit this out. Mm. But you won't edit this out, editor mother. <sighs> anyway, second question is, what is your most memorable show? Because we all know that you have been, you know, not on tour a lot lately because of, well, yeah, people haven't washed their hands apparently. <laughs> <laughs> right, the most memorable show. Uh, there've been a lot of memorable shows. Um, let's see what comes to mind right now. The top first two. Top two would be. Uh, how about Woodstock, Poland? We did a show in Poland um, where they they did a Woodstock which was a big festival back in the days um, in upstate New York. Jimi Hendrix, all kind of people play. It was crazy. Um, and then they did it again like some years later, but it's been going on in Poland for a long time. So it was a huge amount of people, the biggest show we've ever done, and it was a great time. We didn't expect it to. We didn't know what to expect, actually, because it was a rock and roll festival. We were, it was the first time they were putting hip-hop on the main stage or maybe even at the festival at all. And uh, they chose Dilated to come do it. So it was us in front of a couple hundred thousand people, and it was pretty pretty good time. And then the other one that comes to mind, since you're sitting right here especially, is <laughs> oh, no. the only show that you've got a chance, that you got a chance to go see, which was when you and your mom came to the Shrine. Ah, uh, so cringy. Shout out to, shout out to uh, Auntie Dalen. Uh, shout out to Oliver. Auntie Dalen and Oliver. Hopefully, uh, be on a few trips soon. But um, yeah, that was a good time because you got a chance to go check it out, and um, yeah, it was a good time. And not, it was in L.A. I didn't not for on, me. <laughs> I had to get on an airplane to go do it, or drive across town. It was it was fun. Guys, if you didn't know what was happening, I was really young back then. I wasn't how I am now. I was like what three, four, something like that. Yeah, two, three, four. No, you were probably like three, three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was crying. There was a lot going on. It was, you know, a couple thousand people, an outdoor big festival, outdoor festival. First concert. I said that I didn't want to share my father with the world, but it was really just my ears. Oh, little man. My, ear, my ears started hurting, but I didn't want to abandon my father without <laughs> him knowing. Because he could take a break. Well, I appreciate that you gave me strength. I'm patting him on the back if you didn't know. Virtual <laughs> pat on the back. Well, Papa, thank you for coming here. I know you have a busy schedule because you barely have time to take care of a family. But trust me, he does. Um, but <laughs> thank you. And would you do the honors of, you know, giving a little jazz to it, to the outro? Jazz. That's right. Bye, guys. Peace. Shoopy do. There it is, wrapping up our one-year anniversary month with uh, Grumpy Lumps, <laughs> Rocket Taylor, the best Papa Bear in the world. Uh, don't don't believe the hype. Don't believe the the proper propaganda that was spewed in this episode. I just love that uh, he was able to be with the supernatural bear, and that was a cute little exchange. Even though, you know. 
He was trying to redeem himself. <laughs> when he was sober. Too little, too late. <laughs> no, it was a lot of laughs. So I hope you enjoyed that little rare window into Rocka Taylor. If you're not a not knowing of their music, please check out all of the Dilated People's catalog on all streaming platforms. And Rocka has one solo album, Crown of Thorns. It has the Doze Green artwork that Doze was so awesome to uh, allow him to use for his cover. Check that out. And yeah, the little mans, they do harass me. And it's a pandemic, guys. And I'm here <laughs> with them harassing me. So um, wear a mask. Uh, wash your hands. Get the vaccine so that I can be out and about. Thank you so much for all the support over the past year. It's been amazing to hear the feedback and just to see how much you guys love it. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Tell your folks, tell your peeps, tell your friends. And as always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritz P. The intro is produced by Nico Beats. If you want to get a hold of us and see other things, all there is to know, go to wordtoyourmama.com. And as always... Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzPerriwinkle.com and PanoplyBPO.com.